Hey, you're listening to Mom, Wife, and Boss Life, where we have unfiltered conversations. I am your host, Yolanda Villa. Hi, Diane. Thank you for talking with me today. Tell me more about your background and how you got into the wellness industry. Well, it started more than two and a half decades ago. Mm-hmm. I was a systems engineer, a newly divorced mom who had just uh, also gotten a new career as a um, uh, consultant. Okay. So I had this, this wonderful job that was very demanding. And at the time, I was a single mom because I had gotten divorced. So I was really struggling with a lot of stress, a lot of, I had a lot of balls in the air, and I was also suffering from high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and keep in mind, I'm really young, but my doctor would tell me it's a dynamic of my lifestyle at the time. So I'm trying to change everything, change everything, trying to be a mom at the same time. So what I recognized early on was that Success alone, even though I had this awesome career, success alone was just not going to sustain me long term. I mean, I was just experiencing different things, the stress and all the other things. And I had picked up weight, you know, just a combination of things that I knew that just weren't going to serve me down the road. So what I did was I really started wondering and thinking and reading what is it that I need to do to, to sustain myself and keep myself happy, healthy, and also be able to do a career that I truly, truly loved at right. the time. So fast forward, I started reading, educating myself. I started taking workshops. I actually talked to people, which is how, why I started workshops, so that I could be supportive of other people. And along the way, I took life coaching courses. I became a life coach. And each, all the education that I received really allowed me to show up and just get better and better and better over time. So I became a life coach. I became a wellness coach. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. All these things were supporting me and and educating me. And and I was just becoming better and better over time. Everything was connected. Everything was connecting. And then I... Mental wellness. Mental wellness. I did a behavior change coaching certification. (laughs) And I ended up getting a master's degree in spiritual psychology. All these things were just along the journey of really learning how to not only take care of myself, but to to just really change my life in a way that would support me long term. So. I love that you say that because um, a couple years ago, I had my kids young mm-hmm. and I had thyroid, my thyroid removed because of cancer. So that was giving me mood swings. I was getting weight. I was trying to start a new career in real estate. And it's just like marriage, kids, everything is just fast paced and you're stressed and you don't know when to stop and say, hey. I need to work on myself. I need to get better mentally. What tips do you have on starting, on seeing, hey, like, what, do, what can people do? And, and I would say at that time, 
um, just really starting to figure out what is it that I need? What is it do I need? Uh, you know, as moms, we always think about everybody else aside from ourselves. But what do I need to support and serve myself over the long haul? So, and that wasn't an easy answer because, you know, I, I really created the space to think about what I needed. And, and that was having a babysitter, just taking time out of my busy life just so that I could even process yeah. what the best, what I needed at the time. And part of that was, and I say this to women and even some men now, is you have to step out of that comfortable life that you have. And, you know, because a lot of people say, well, Diane, I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. But what I advocate is that you you have to make time. Because if you're constantly saying, I don't have time, then you'll never make the time. I mean, it could even be when the children are asleep or at school or at lunchtime. I mean, you have to start focusing on what can I do to serve myself? And from that, for example, I, I didn't know what health really meant. You know, I was so confused over all the messaging that we get from TV and other people. So it wasn't as easy. But along the way, you know, I went to workshops. I, you know, I went, like I said, I, I talked to coaches. And it's so interesting. I, I got into all these programs so that I could support myself. My intention was not at the time to end up being a wellness coach. It was to help yourself. <laughs> it was really to help myself, but I started getting some awesome results and people were asking me, what did you do? And I found myself just really sharing the information and really just falling in love with taking care of myself and sharing that information with other people. Mm -hmm. So I would say it, it just allowed me to help myself mentally, physically, as well as spiritually, because I believe they all are intertwined. We're, it's all connected. What would you tell to a working mom how to prioritize her day or what tips where could she start? I know you said, you know, go to, you know, workshops and, you know, things like that. But let's say, you know, they're unable to. What can they do at home to start the process? What's so beautiful now is when I started, there was no internet. <laughs> <laughs> there was no internet. Yeah. So what I advocate is you, you can go online now and really look at a lot of health-oriented articles, online courses, and there's a lot of free courses as well, even if it's just intro. Uh, I started out reading books because I, I was so, what does health mean to me? What does it mean to me to be healthy? What does it mean to me to figure out how to limit the stress that's in my life, the stress that is from just leading a life that's so demanding because of my busy schedule. So once you start even thinking about it and sitting, really, if you can take a minute to just be quiet and just sit in that, ask yourself the question and just sit quietly, a lot of times some answers will come forth, you know, as to what you might try. And I advocate trying a lot of different things. So if you're a working mom and when my kids were really little, I would get up, let's say they got up at 530. I would get up at 435 o'clock just to have a moment 
mm-hmm. to myself. And that was in reading, that was meditating, that was reading a book. And I think years ago I was in school. So sometimes I even had to get up <laughs> to, to do my homework before they woke up. So it's finding the time to commit, because that's what it's going to take, a commitment to yourself. Because without that, you'll never free yourself up. And what I do with uh, new people in my workshops is I have them list, make a list of all the main priorities in their life, up to seven. And a lot of times when they list the priorities, not only the priority, but how much time are you spending with that priority every day, um, the, the idea there is to look at the time gaps. Maybe you're going to a meeting that you've just been going to for years and you hadn't thought about it, but maybe that's, that's an hour twice a week that you can say, okay, how is this meeting serving me? Oh, I'm just still going, (laughs) you know, something I was doing for my career, but now it's not really that useful. Okay. Let's take that hour or two a week and commit, commit to yourself. Got it. Figure out how can you support yourself? And I say, how do you make self-honoring choices? I love that list idea. Um, Yes. Um, Yes. Because we go every day, just everyday life, and then we forget we're in a routine and we don't know what's going on, how to fix things. Automatic pilot on marathon mode. That's what I call it. (laughs) What do you think of work and life balance? I used to really separate the two. Mm -hmm. And I'll just tell you, it took me a long time to figure out how to pull that together. And really, what what it means is, how do I support my life? Mm -hmm. And work is a part of life. So for me, it means that, yes, I have to work, but I'm going to get up this morning. I'm going to meditate. I may go to the gym. If I have little kids at home, I'm going to find a a YouTube tape or something just to do something for me instead of hopping out of the bed and running to the coffee pot, running to the bathroom, (laughs) you know, just to start that routine. How do I take a moment every day to support myself? And part of that moment could be just opening your eyes and just really starting to think about how you want your day to unfold. What do you want for yourself? And just really visualizing that. And that could even be five minutes. It could be five minutes. What's one advice you wish someone would have given you at this stage of when you were going through all this, when your career, school, your kids, your divorce, what's one advice that you wish someone would have told you? I wish someone would have told me how to pull it all together, um, how to have, how to raise my children, how to have an awesome career, how to take care of myself. Because at that time, I always say I had no tools. That's why I was stressed out. I had no tools to minimize the stress in the moment when, you know, I was having challenges. I I had no tools. So, which is why I really started my practice is so that I can share with women and even men on how they can take care of themselves from the inside out. Okay. What do you think of, you know, either single mothers, you know, working moms, marriage and all that, how would someone work on that guilt of 
of that having time for yourself, but you also have to take care of a household, take care of the kids. Well, you know, and, and this is how my, my setting boundaries course was born out of these kind of conversations because <laughs> at some point, and I tell people, if you don't ta- ever take time for yourself, what happens is you become, you become toxic, you become resentful, even if you're not sharing that with anyone. Mm-hmm. You become ill because everything in your life is taking away from you. It's taking your energy. It's taking your mental thoughts. It's taking all the things that you need to be a whole person and really show up for your family. So it's about being honest and authentic about what your particular situation is. Got so it. if you're stressed out all the time, it's about asking yourself, okay, what do I need? What do I need? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, just, just give yourself permission to ask that question. What do I need in this moment? And it may mean I need my husband to take these kids because I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> right. but it's being honest about that and not trying to be, you know, super mom. It's being honest about what you need in the moment and setting boundaries around that and being honest, communicating clearly and firmly about what you need. And the beautiful thing about this is you will get, you practice it. You practice communicating clearly and firmly and you practice and you will feel better and better and better and better. First of all, because you were very honest about what you needed in that moment instead of holding it in until one day, you know, you lose it and people will say, what happened to her? What's wrong with her? You know? <laughs> it's true because I had to be like that, just holding it in. And then yes. and they say, oh, she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Setting up boundaries at home, how would also that work like in an office setting? In an office setting, yes. Uh, one example is, let's say, and I use this example a lot, you're working and your boss has an assignment. It's, it's, six, it's five o'clock in the evening, you're about to leave, and you have to get to the daycare by 6.30, for example, and your boss gives you an, you an assignment, and it's still about being clear, And also, I say brave and having the courage to say, you know, I can get this to you in the morning by 10 o'clock or 8 o'clock. It's not sitting there at the end of the day and and doing that work. And then you're late to the babysitter. You, you, You can't pick the kids up because you are afraid to say, I can get this to you in the morning. And that's still about communicating clearly and firmly. I mean, a lot of times we're, and I remember years ago, I would be afraid to tell my boss that I had to go pick my kids up. You know, yeah. I really had a lot of fear around that. But then what I learned was I had a talk with this guy and I shared with him how I need to get to the baby, the daycare at this time. And really by communicating firmly and and clearly about what I needed to do, you'd be surprised how much (laughs) just by communicating clearly and firmly that you can accomplish with people just by sharing what you need to do in that moment. So clear communication, lay out that. Firm communication, not ask for permission. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's clear and firm. Oh, I'll, I'll get this for you by tomorrow at eight o'clock, 10 o'clock and say, it, you know, I'll, I'll get this to you. Not, can I do this tomorrow at 10? You know, it's not asking permission because if you, I always say I like to ask for forgiveness, but it's just communicating what you need as an adult, as a mom, you yeah. know, in that moment. Because you know you have to pick those kids up at 5, right. 5.30. I love and I it. Yeah. And um, communication, so you say communication is key, whether it's your relationship, whether it's work, it's making sure your whatever needs you have are being met or standards. Letting, letting people know what you need, being so honest and authentic about what you need, not what you think that person might, you know, how that person might feel. You right. know what I mean? It's, it's what you need in that moment and communicating that in, in a loving and kind way, you know. But, yes. but it, we don't, you know, that's, a, that's not a, a practice that's normal for many women, I'll say many people, to communicate what we need in the moment. It's about taking on so much, you know, and living with the stress. And it's practice. It's practice over time. What advice would you give for women that have trouble just even speaking up, you know, on what they need? What is it? What's one thing that you would offer? I, I get it. Uh, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of, you know, people are scared, but I would say do it anyway. It's practice. It's not, okay, it's not waiting until you're so mad. It's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out eventually in one way or another. Okay. It's coming out. <laughs> It's going to manifest itself, <laughs> whether it's resentful, anger, yelling, it's going to come up. So what I advocate is in that moment that you think about it, not, you know, not in a mad, angry way, but it's, it's talking to people before it becomes a problem, before you become mad and angry. And then all your conversations with your girlfriends, your husband or around what this person is doing, you know? when you can honestly and authentically just just have a talk you know yeah i have to be at the daycare at 5 30 to pick my son up not that you're trying to get time off then you adjust your schedule for example accordingly right it's just speaking up and what are your I want to say top three speaking up. that for someone, like you said, you know, wake up earlier. If you have kids, talk to your, you know, partner, talk to your boss in the, in the mental wellness department, you know, eating right, doing exercise. How would you incorporate all that? How that affects also your mental state of mind? Oh my goodness. It, just talking about the boundaries and the stress affects your mental health. I mean, if you're resentful, if you're upset, if you're hiding that, mm -hmm. that, that's just not a good practice. I mean, it, it makes you bitter. It makes you angry. You know, it, it, it makes you feel less than people being fair to you. You know what I mean? Kind of, you become this person that's just full of anger, resentment, and fear. If you don't share authentically, and that's, that's with anyone. It's just being honest about how you're feeling in that moment so that you aren't holding it in to the point when you get to the point where you just blurt it out because you're so angry because this is the fifth time 
that someone asks you to do a certain thing that you don't even want to do. So what I share in these talks is when someone asks a request of you, you know immediately if you want to do it or not because there's a internal feeling that comes up. You, you, you feel a certain way on the inside about it, yes. even if you don't acknowledge it. So when you have those moments where you get that feeling, it's best to pause for a second and really, you know, is this something I, I want to do for whatever reason? And if it's not, it's clearly, firmly, and honestly communicating, you know, I would love to go to happy hour, but I need to get home. Yeah. Maybe we can do it next week. Or, you know, you just be honest about how you're feeling in that moment. And if you don't know what to say, what I advocate is you just pause for a second, you know, and really take it in. But you know immediately if it's something you don't want to do. We all know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Dan, it was great talking to you. For someone that would be looking, you know, for consultation or anything like that, where can they find you? Um, what's your website, your social media? My website is www.dianerandallconsults.com. My Facebook is Diane Randall Consults, and my Twitter is Diane Randall Con. Great speaking to you. I'm going to go ahead and post your link and all your information also on the podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mom, Wife, and Boss Life podcast. You can continue the conversation online by searching Mom, Wife, and Boss Life on social media or visiting our website at momwifeandbosslife.com. Thank you.